Super Talk Mississippi media production. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes, baby. In a Mississippi Minute. Welcome to the Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar reminding us all there's certainly many wonderful things culturally, historically, and flat out fun to do right here in Mississippi. Just go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. Today I've got multiple Grammy nominee and Blues Award winner times over and over and over and over. Singer, songwriter, drummer, guitarist, and flat out really good, good man with me on the horn. I was fortunate enough to get to know him over the years. If I had anything to do with hosting a music festival once we moved back, he was a must act to share the stage with. He also loves playing in the rain and lightning like I do. I didn't think I'd ever meet anybody else but Dina Carter, but there he is. Or let's just say we played in storms together. Recently, we were able to get in the studio and record Coldwater, which is out. You can check it out on YouTube or wherever you listen to, stream, download music. We had a whole lot of fun together. Uh, it was just a blast. At age 13, he was playing drums for his grandfather, the great R.L. Burnside. And music's been his thing his whole life. The world views him as one of the true modern blues heroes, and that's documented. And just bottom line is he's all of that and more. So let's get to welcome in and know my good pal better in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio, the great Cedric Burnside. Hey, Ced. Hey, how's it going, Steve? Thanks for having me, man. Oh, man. <laughs> how's Quanda doing? She's actually doing really good, man. Uh, you know, I'm proud of her. She, she just started a new job, actually. And um, she seemed to like it pretty good. She's only been there three days, but everything's going good. She's healthy and, and the family healthy, so couldn't ask for nothing better. Oh, I love it. So let's talk about her real quick. Military background, right? With the, when we were in the studio, she was talking about having to get uh, for a couple weeks and go to training? Yes, yes. She was going to drill. Um, she'd been in for about uh, almost six years, and that's what she signed up for. So, uh, yes, yeah, she went to drill. She, she go like every other weekend. Uh, you know, they'll call and let her know. And, and yeah, she just go do a thing and come back. And, you know, I just pray and hope that she make it there safe and sound. And that that's all she has to do is go to drill. You know? I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, so for you guys and your upbringing when you grew up, obviously faith, big part of your life, still a big part of your life, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I do everything. You know, I wake up in the morning with, with the good Lord, you know. Well, there's no doubt because we, we're not going to – well, if we do wake up, it's a lonely feeling. It's a pretty empty feeling if we don't have them in our hearts and our souls. So, yes. so it I makes agree. me feel good to do my morning <laughs> prayers, and, and then off and away I go, and then you just got to trust and have faith in him. And, and so that has carried me uh, through my life as well. So, Cedric, growing up, let's start – let's go back to the beginning. You know, I think of Marty Stewart. 
playing for Lester Flat at the tender age of like 12, 13 years old. And there you were playing yeah. for your grandfather. Um, take me back to those days, just growing up and your wonder years. And, and when did you pick, pick up the drumsticks? And, you know, what was it like? Well, um, Steve, I, I have to say, you know, it, it was a beautiful thing growing up now that I'm old enough to know, you know, what environment I grew up in and, and, and the bloodline that I grew up with, you know. Um, but just growing up as one of many grandchildren, um, you know, I got a very musical family. My big daddy, Ariel Burnside, um, you know, who was playing music before I was born, you know, they used to throw house parties uh, every other weekend when I was about six, seven years old, you know. Um, and uh, I was one of many grandkids, you know, just sitting there in amazement. You know, um, some some of the, you know, the other grandkids, they used to sit there and, and listen, but I guess they listened so much because, you know, that music was played all the time, so they got bored with it. But I, I was one that never got bored. You know, I was young age, and, and I sat there, and I just watched my big daddy play and my dad and my uncles play, and, and I just knew, you know, I just knew at a very young age that, that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I, I just knew it, you know, um, and I just sat there and sat there. And, and um, you know, one uh, evening I was able to build up the courage to, you know, just jump on the drums after my dad and, you know, Big Dad and them took a break. I was able to just jump up there, you know. Uh, and it wasn't in my mind that, you know, I was going to sound awful. I'm sure I sounded pretty awful. <laughs> Um, but I just jumped up there and I did it, you know, uh, and people started saying, look at that young man up there, you know, he's, he's going to be good someday, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. and, um, you know, I, I had the slightest idea that, you know, playing drums or, or just music, period, would take me as far as it has, and, and I just thank, you know, the good Lord and, and of course, all your Burnside, you know. I mean, it's just, I mean, we both grew up around just crazy historical figures and icons you know yeah. and you know for me it was eugene powell uh sam chapman oh, was right. around eugene was the reason i ever wrote my first song i was behind my dad's liquor store and uh it was oh, wow. it was uh, i was 10 or 11 i can't remember exactly but he'd play for postman at the end of the day and uh, i walked back there and i i didn't know what was going on all i know is it was i was hooked and i raced home and I started writing songs upstairs, and then I said, "I got to play guitar," you know. So for me, yeah, I can and, relate. I can yeah, relate. he was just so he was just so good to me. He was just just so genuine and honest about what he was doing, and and I don't know, but 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 I was sort of the same way. I know I didn't deserve to be playing in some places, but I mean, I didn't know any better. And I think that that's yeah. important that when you get up there, there has to be sort of this naive. Uh, naivete or whatever uh, and innocence that you just don't know any, you just want to do it and you don't know how bad you know, we didn't know how bad we were at the times or but, yeah, well, but it, well, well Steve I have to say not to cut you off man yeah, but cut me off you know if, if you hadn't did what you did at such a young age you know I, you know I don't think we me or you would be where we at right now you know because right. because of the love we had for music you know, and, and, and because of the background that we had around us, you know, getting up there at such a young age, even in places that we didn't, didn't supposed to be in, 
I feel like it was just faith. We supposed to have been in those places, you know. Yeah. I just I just feel that way, you know. Well, it's right. I mean, and look, we're still doing it, which is, and still obviously going through some crazy times right now. You and I both talked about oh, how many yeah. shows we've had canceled, and my listeners are probably sick of hearing that, and because they've had plenty of stuff in their lives canceled too. And trust me, I understand that. Yeah. We're, we're in one big yeah. Noah's Ark right now. <laughs> we're we're in the Ark, and we're just floating around trying to find land. But we're all you know, gonna we, find land. You no, know, we're in, we, we're in cold water. <laughs> and we're in too deep but but uh but we shall right but i and i shall believe we uh uh that was the most fun i've had in the studio in a long time you and i both know that when you get in the studio it has to feel really comfortable for you to come out with something that's honest right you know and uh we'd never done it but i when you started singing i just realized that you took it to this place that i just wasn't expecting and oh, uh, wow. and 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 that that those expectations to me when I walked in there, I knew it was going to be great, but it took it to another whole level because it became biblical to me. I mean, it became wow. something that was, and I think people have have gravitated toward that. I mean, this is the this is the most, uh, I guess, success I've had in a long time, and it's together. And I it, it just I just feel like what a blessing. And and getting to know you better in the, was, in the studio, yeah, just just it amazing. It truly was a blessing, and, right. it, and it was a bunch of fun. And I have to say this, man, the energy. You know, normally you have to kind of build up the energy in a studio. You know, especially if it's somebody you hadn't played with before. Even if you've been knowing them for a long time, if you hadn't played with them before, you kind of have to feel the energy and build it. But as we walked in the studio, the energy was was sky high, man. It was so good, and I just knew. Something brilliant was going to come out of that studio that day. I just, I just knew it, Steve, and it, it was really great, man. Well, I can't thank you enough, really and good. and we become brothers from that. But but you know what the funny thing yeah. is, I love how you brilliance when it takes two brains to be brilliant. I always make a joke like, what what does that make us? <laughs> <laughs> if we are. Oh, my God, he used half, to say. Half brilliant. Half brilliant. But, which, but together we hold brilliant. <laughs> I don't know how we measure that. I don't know. I love it. I love it. Hey, we're talking to great Cedric Burnside, my pal. Um, Cedric, take me back. Uh, as you start playing drums with my pal Cedric Burnside, go to visit Mississippi.org to find out so many wonderful things to do. They're right there around you, surrounding you culturally, historically, and fun. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. We'll be right back. And I shall believe. Folks, Steve Azar here. My friends at Guarantee Bank are setting the standard in banking. So Guarantee Bank is committed to excellence in financial services and their delivery to strengthen the communities they serve and help improve the quality of life for those all-important areas. So make your reservation today. Their doors are open. Just schedule your appointment and reserve your spot prior to visiting them at gbtonline.com. The entire team of Guarantee Bank are committed to serving you and keeping you and their staff safe during these unprecedented times. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. 
We're in cold water And we're in We're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio is That's how we roll here uh, And go to visit Mississippi.org To find out all the wonderful things you can do I cannot get tired of saying the word Mississippi and What's cooler than that? I'm with my pal Cedric Burnside um, I know that you've gone from the playing drums and doing the Cedric Burnside project, which to me is the greatest two piece I've ever seen in my life, and I've seen some great ones. Uh, well, especially, it's 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 a lot coming out of the two of you. But you've made your way to the front now. How much time? Yeah. And and I guess Reed's back there pounding the drums, right? Yeah, yes he is. Doing a great job, man. Doing a great job. How how long did it take you to make your to get yourself to come to the front? Was it a gradual thing? Well, uh, it was it was definitely gradual. You know, I I, I would say too long, um, but I, I would definitely have to say, um, you know, God is good and and uh, He knows what time is best. Uh, I played with a lot of people in my in my lifetime. You know, collaborated with a lot of people, and and uh, it just got to the point, Steve, where you know uh, I love drums. I I still love drums. That was my first instrument, but you know, guitar is my newfound love. Um, and I, I find myself writing more songs, uh, you know, on the guitar. I love but it. Well, before, yeah, right. Before I, I started playing the guitar, um, you know, I, I was back there on the drums, and and I was writing songs, but I was kind of writing them to the drums, you know, which which is kind of wow. weird, but that's, yeah. that's how I was doing it, you know, and and I would kind of sound out the music with my mouth, and and so I can tell. Whoever was playing with me, guitar with me, I can tell them how you know I wanted the music to sound. Wow! Uh, because I couldn't play it, you know. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and That's so, so I would cool. sound it out to them, and and they would play, you know, get close to what what my you know voice sounded like, and we would just go from there. You yeah. know. So um, cool. So cool. But I got tired of that, man, and and I was like, you know, uh, the way I hear my music in my head. It's not the way that, you know, other guitars play it. Not that they're not great, because I, I have played with great guitar players, you know, my whole life. But, you know, everybody got their own feel, um, and they played it to their feel, you know, to what was comfortable to them. Right. And so I, I, I just said to myself, i got to learn how to play guitar so I can play the music the way I hear it in my head, you know. And, um, and so I just got busy and, and got to practicing, you know. Uh, I've been peeling on, around on it for about 13, 14 years, but I really got serious uh, maybe about seven, eight years ago. I really got serious. I sat down and I said, I'm going to learn this instrument, you know, and um, here I am today, you know. It's so, so incredible. So, folks out there, if you've ever seen Cedric Burnside or if you've, if you've not taking the time yet to understand this and uh and uh it's not something easy to tell say in front of cedric because he's he he's too humble and, and but that's what makes the greats great it's just the fact of they know how hard they've worked they know that they're they've been blessed and yeah, uh, I'm, i don't think cedric i've met, never met anybody that's done great things and and been honest with their music and imp- impacted uh that hasn't worked their tails off at some point, right? Yeah, yeah. I just got to do it. Got to do it. Uh, so let's go back to after thirteen. I want to understand what was going on uh, p- 
past that, did you start working on your craft? Who were there mentors along the way, drumming mentors or something that said, "Okay, wait, 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 you need to do this and this," or did you just fall into place and start rolling? Well, um, you know, my my dad um, was you know one of the uh, unique hill country drummers, you know, in 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 the in the hill country, you know, Calvin Jackson. Uh, he had a, a beautiful style. Uh, it was definitely his own, um, but it was, you know, it was unique, and it just fit Hill Country Blues because he he was the Hill Country drummer for for this region, you know. Uh, so I, I looked up to him. He never really had the time to set me down and show me something. I just had to kind of watch and learn, and then mimic what I what I see. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and also uh, Kenny Kimbrough, uh, one of the uh, sons of Junior Kimbrough, uh, you know, is an amazing drummer as well. And I kind of watched him as I went over to the juke joint, you know, at, at such a young age. Uh, you know, I had to play there a lot in case the band didn't make it. You know, sometimes <laughs> the drummer wouldn't make it, sometimes the bass player wouldn't make it, and me and my uncle had to go over there and, and fill in for the band. So I used to watch Kenny Kimbrough uh, a lot, you know, and learn from him. You know, just he never had time to set me down and and show me anything either. He just, you know, kind of played, and I watched, and and again, I had to just mimic what I see, uh, you know, and just go from there, you know. Yeah. So were you sitting in, you know, back when I grew up and I, I would go to some juke joints and uh, I was grounded a lot. And uh, but but I just keep yeah. sneaking out and, I, and then they'd find out on Monday that I was at a club. But but they let you know, I was allowed to sit in and stuff. And it helped so much because I could tell things are, you know, you have to learn. How else are we going to learn to be a live artist and be able to play live? Uh, and, and you and I both know the feeling that we have when we're playing live. It's just, there's nothing in the world like it. I mean, it's the strangest, it's most exhilarating, <laughs> right? Then there's yeah, no booze, man. right? There's no booze, nothing that makes you that high, you know? So yeah. so what was it like? Were you just getting to slip in? And you, you talked about taking over. <laughs> Somebody's not showing up. That's happened a few times with me. I'll, t- I'll tell you yeah. a story off, off, uh, off the phone. It'd take too long, but you'd crack up. But uh, yeah. with that said... <laughs> Uh, tell me, you know, what was it like, you know, just you're hanging out and you just, and how old were you in these juke joints? Well, uh, when I first started playing at the juke joints, man, I was 10 years old, believe me. Uh, believe me or not, and my uncle was 12 years old, <laughs> and uh, he was playing bass and I was playing drums. Um, you know, um, playing in those juke joints, just growing up in those juke joints, um, you know, it's a lot of moonshine you know, uh, around those juke joints, you know, and yeah. people love to smoke, you know, they love to smoke doobies, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> we yeah. call them left-hand cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, a, a lot of times Junior Kimbrough would, would call us and be like, oh, can y'all play tonight because, it, you know, he had a bass player that wasn't going to show up or he had a drummer that wasn't going to show up. And so, yeah, he would come over early and, and he would practice with us, you know, he would practice with me and my uncle. And uh, show us, you know, the timing and the, and the changes to the to the songs, and we would set in, um, you know, just about every other weekend. We would be there playing with him and and being his backup band, you know, because the the other band didn't make it. 
And so, uh, yeah, so it, it, it became uh, something like we started being the house band until I started playing with my big daddy going out of town, you know. Wow. So we was there for just about every, every weekend playing music, you know. So with Big Daddy, with RL, right? What, yeah. You know, how far would you guys go off? Oh, wow, man. We, we went just about everywhere, you know. Just about everywhere he went, I was with him. Uh, from age 13, and, and my first uh, little tour, it was only just a weekend with him, uh, was in Toronto, Canada, believe it or not. And uh, I had never been out of the country before in my entire life, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I was just sitting there, I was really, really nervous and, and you know, just scared because I had never been nowhere but Mississippi. Yeah. You know, and I, I only grew up playing in the juke joints, and and uh, I had got used to the people at the juke joints. You know, so going to a totally different country and playing for a totally different, you know, crowd, predominantly white crowd, and and I just didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how they was going to receive the music or anything. So uh, it just made me nervous. It made me scared. You yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> I felt out out of place, and my big daddy was like. No, no, no. Just, just do what you what you normally do. Do what you do at the at the juke joint, and we'll be all good, you know. Yeah. Um, and after the first song, you know, people loved it. They started clapping and and um, you know hooting, and hollering, and whistling, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, all my butterflies went away, you know. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're gonna take a break, and we're gonna go. Uh, and and you get to play DJ because all my guests do. And uh, but I'm gonna right. I'm gonna throw a, I'm gonna throw a curveball at you because you deserve it. We're gonna be spending a lot of time. We're gonna play some cold water during this during this show. But I want to okay. celebrate you and your art M- more than that. You know when the great stuff that you make. But we're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio as always. By the way, you know what that feels like. And go to visit Mississippi.org, oh, yeah. folks, to to find out so many wonderful things you can do right here. They're just right around the corner. I mean, they're just right under your nose. So much oh, history yeah. and culture. So, Cedric, would you like to hear Cedric Burnside into the break or Cedric Burnside into the break? How do you like that one? <laughs> That's your choice. How about Cedric Burnside? Yeah, baby. Cedric Burnside Project. <laughs> I got to have a little bit. We'll be right back. I'm Steve Azar with my man, Cedric Burnside. folks for over 75 years guarantee bank has been committed to meeting the financial needs of their customers and communities even during this challenging time that commitment remains the same they're always there to serve your everyday banking needs answer your questions offer support and get through this together guarantee bank member fdic A Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Rolling down a Mississippi highway with my pal, the great Cedric Burnside, Blues Drummer of the Year, so many times over I can't count. Oh, I can count it probably on one hand for now, but it's but he's he's, he's on a roll right now. 
and also uh, multiple Grammy nom- nominee, and and that's a hard thing to get, especially in the genre that he's in. Uh, it's just uh, it just shows uh, such great merit to his talents and skills and how far he's come musically and uh, and what has had the impact he's making not only uh, celebrating our art form but taking it to the world which we'll be able to do soon go to visit mississippi.org to find out a lot about folks like cedric burnside and his his big daddy rl burnside and 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 you can find stuff out about me i mean they, they just what the heck about a whole lot of us that have spent our lives uh and being blessed to do it you're in the keep yeah. mississippi Thank beautiful studio <laughs> hallelujah all right cedric you bring up hill country blues delta blues Chicago blues, all these, you know, there's Texas blues, there's all these styles, right? And tell me, so, what's the, what do you feel like is the the biggest difference? Like, so, between Delta blues, where I grew up, and Hill Country blues, where you did? Well, um, you know, I I try to explain this, you know, to some, uh, you know, people who interview me sometimes, and and it's kind of hard to explain, but uh, you know, in a nutshell, in, in my eyes, you know, Hill Country Blues is, uh, I like to think of, you know, uh, uh, just, it, it's just all over the place. You know, it just got a mind of its own. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, when you first get your dog, you have to train him. You know? yeah. <laughs> and sometimes he just run all over the place until you really, really, you know, get him trained. But, uh, you know, Hill Country Blues, the timing of the drums, and just the just the rhythm of the the guitar is it's kind of off the beaten pattern, you know. Uh, yeah. When you when you think of uh, Delta blues or Chicago blues, and which I love, um, you know, they mostly have the one four five, you know, uh, in them. Uh, and even though Delta blues is kind of similar to Hill Country, um, I, I would say the rhythm is still quite different because in Hill Country they you know, a lot of these guys don't even know what, you know, one, four, five is, believe it or not. <laughs> and for a long time, I didn't. Um, but I, I would say it's the, it's the unorthodox rhythm, mm-hmm. you know, of, of Hill Country Blues that makes it so different from any, any other blues. As you've evolved, have you gotten a little bit of it all? You know, because being from Mississippi, you can't help but be influenced by everything that's around you. And you got to realize, oh, yeah. like with Correct. cold water, you can definitely tell your your time in church, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the way you played. So, where would you? I mean, like, do you feel like that you're uh, that you're sort of you got a little Delta blues in you? You got a little bit of Chicago blues. You got, but but still, the Hill Country sort of like sixty, seventy, eighty percent. I mean, where would you? I mean, because at some point you've you've you found yourself. Because there's nobody yeah, that sounds yeah. like Cedric Burnside in the world to me. Nobody. And, and well, y- you know what I mean? You don't sound like oh, you're, you're a big daddy. You sound like Cedric Burnside. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you know, um, I, I, I like to say I, I like it that way. You know, um, I, I like to have my sound and, and um, you know, nobody else's. But I, I would say that, yeah, I, I, I think I got a little bit of all of it with me because uh, over the years of me being, you know, here on this earth, I done played with, you know, all styles of blues. You know, I, I done played Texas blues, Chicago blues, you know, um, Delta blues. Uh, I, I done even played, you know, the, the North Carolina blues, uh, Piedmont blues. You know, I done played all of it because uh, at one point I done sat in with some of everybody. 
Yeah. Um, but when it comes down to, you know, what's in my heart and what's in my soul, um, you know, the saying that say you can take, uh, you know, the man out the country, but you can't take the country out the man. <laughs> and that sort of mean with Hill Country. You know, you you can take, uh, you know, all everything from me, but you can't take the Hill Country out of me. Right, you know, right. It's, it's going to stay there, you know. Um, but I, I would say that I, I got pretty much maybe 75%, you know, of, of Hill Country still in me, you know. <laughs> So what's the Definitely. scene like? You got Luther and Cody, obviously North Mississippi All Stars up in your neck yeah. of the woods, right? So what what's the scene like for you right now, as far as you know, and and maybe where would you like to see it go? Because you and I both know that people come to see what what we both know. People appreciate what we've been doing and how we celebrate who yeah. we are as 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 where we grew up. So it's it's very obvious when we go play to the rest of the world, oh my gosh, that that's where they're from. And you know what I mean? And so they yeah, understand yeah. that. But where would you, you know, what what is it like there? And what makes it so magical to you? And then where would you see that maybe that there's a void that maybe that maybe we're missing out because when people do come, they spend money and they spend time there and they understand our culture. And it's a big economic yeah. impact, you know? Yeah. Well, before I answer that question, Steve, I, I want to say um, hopefully somewhere in the future, in the near future, that we can do something else together. You oh, know, well, I'll, I'll you do know, whatever you want. Cold Water was fabulous, and, and hopefully we can collaborate on an album together. I've already been know, told, Cedric, Cedric, i got to tell you something. I can't tell you the, the emails and the people reaching out going like they think that my Mississippi reunion, which is my new record, they can't wait to hear the next Cedric Burnside and Steve Azar song. And I was going wow. like, man, so they everybody thinks this album is going to be all me and you, and now I'm going like I sh- we should have made it all me and you. But that would be... To me, and this is folks are hearing it stay, probably stay together. Tuned. That would be the biggest thrill to me is me and you sitting down and writing a full record together, uh, and just letting it happen. And and it's going to happen now. It's over. It's going to happen. Yeah. I was just going to say yeah. it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. Well, I would. You know. I, you know what I wouldn't do. Gwen and I talked about this. You know, after doing the DC thing, the Native Sons, and and yeah. although I would have loved everybody to be sitting down and listening, it was one of those things. And and I was alone, and you, you, at least you had Reed with you. Um, but but the bottom line is this: uh, Gwen and I both said. We would love for Cedric, for the two of us, the four of us, to go to Germany and to Norway and to, and to London and to, and to, you know Germany and every all over the country. I mean, all it over the world awesome. and the country, and do it together. Four of us traveling, and it would be awesome. It'd it be would awesome. be freaking awesome, man. Yeah, it well, would. it's going to happen now. So that's a date. <laughs> that's a date with destiny, my man. All right. So, so answer. So, what do you think as far well, as what's miss? What's there? So inspirational, and maybe what's missing. Well, um, I, I can definitely say, um, you know, what's here, um, it's, it's a lot of beautiful, you know, people that, that plays this style of music, just like you said, just like the North Mississippi All-Stars. Um, but, you know, I, I have a very musical family as well, and my Uncle Gary Burnside and my Uncle Dwayne Burnside, you know, mm-hmm. they're awesome musicians and study, you know, playing music every day and started getting better and better every day. Uh, you know, I, I have a cousin that, you know, he's from Mississippi, but he's staying in Iowa now. His name Kent Burnside, and he comes down a lot, you know, to just jam uh, due to this pandemic, you know, that nobody can really travel too much. Right. Uh, you know, people are just coming together and, and doing things. And, and another beautiful thing about Mississippi is 
people play a lot in their front yard, you know, on, on their front porch, um, especially now, you know. Um, so it's, the music is definitely getting stronger and stronger uh, due to this time. Um, but, of course, what, what is missing is, you know, places to, to go and, and play it to people that love it, you know, like your fans that can't, you know, really go to a show and hear your music now, you know, even close to you because all the venues are, are shut down or closed or something like that, you know. Right. So that's definitely, you know, been missed because I have friends that, you know, that stay 40, 50 miles away, which is, if you think about it, it's not that far, but they would drive down to a venue that's close by and listen at the music. You know, now they can't do that because everybody's cooped up in the house. So right. the venues are definitely missed. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're going to go into a quick break, and, and then we're going to roll down the last version of a Mississippi Minute. We're with my pal Cedric Burnside. Please, guys, go check his music out. Follow him on Spotify, on Pandora, on Apple Thank Music, you. on iTunes. You can buy music on iTunes still, so that wouldn't be a bad idea. And you just, 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 just get ready for what if you if you've missed out on this beautiful gift to not only uh, Mississippi but to the rest of the world. Uh, trust me, you'll be blown away. And as you can tell, he's all heart and all passion and compassion. Uh, you're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio. Go to visit Mississippi.org to find out a whole lot about said. And uh, right. many greats. We'll be right back. It can be so hard. It can be so hard to stay cool. Hard to stay cool. You can have all your mind. And you can lose it in the blink of an eye. Hey folks, for over 75 years, Guarantee Bank has been committed to meeting the financial needs of their customers and communities. Even during this challenging time, that commitment remains the same. They're always there to serve your everyday banking needs, answer your questions, offer support, and get through this together. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. Feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Rolling down Coldwater Highway, Pal Cedric Burnside. You're in Coldwater. Yeah, baby. Well, we're coming out of it. It's silver lining. Go to visit Mississippi.org to find out how deep you can go this weekend. Uh, find out a lot of great things uh, that's right around the corner. Also, you're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio because that's how we roll. All right, Cedric, you bring up something. Let's, well, let's go back real quick and talk about your albums. 
as you found yourself and you evolved, where did the whole Cedric Burnside project thing come from? And then why no musicians? You know what I'm saying? Like compared yeah. to, you know, there's not nine of you in there. There's two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, you know, that's, that's a good question, Steve. Um, well, the, the, the whole Cedric Burnside project thing came about um, uh, my brother, Cody Burnside, um, you know, may he rest in peace. He passed in yeah. 2012. Mm. Uh, we did a collaboration together uh, with a CD called The Way I Am around 2008, to, well, actually 2012, my bad. Um, and, um, you know, we, we got a chance to, you know, do an album together. He, he loved to rap, and I, and I always tell people he do the Mississippi flows, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so he would, you know, hear me playing. I'll be sitting on the couch, or he'd come to the house, and I'd be sitting on the porch, and and he'll be like, man, that that sounds good. You know, I'll be singing and playing my guitar, some of the songs I just wrote, and he was like, keep on playing, and he would put a rap to it, you know, and I was like, wow, okay. And I felt like that was something new because you hear people doing, you know, you hear rappers doing music from all genres you know uh, mm -hmm. chicago blues even even delta blues you know you hear rappers doing that all around but you you never hear rappers doing you know stuff with with hill country blues so i thought that would be something kind of special to collaborate with on one of my albums and and i, I thank the lord that me and cody got to to do that and um you know it didn't reach its full potential, but people did like it, and that just opened my eyes to, you know, a lot of beautiful things that, you know, maybe someday this music will go all over the world and and be sampled by, you know, all types of artists, you know, uh, in in every genre. Right. Um, right. But um, you know, I, I I also just come out of the studio uh, and recorded a, a, a new album. Uh, and we didn't get a chance to talk about that when, I, when we were doing Cold Water. Uh, but I just come out of the studio, uh, uh, well, not just come out. I recorded it in uh, February in Memphis at Royal Studio. Oh, yeah. And so uh, hopefully that'll be coming out sometime, you know, the beginning of What's the name year. of that album? Uh, Love is the Key. I love it. So how long did it take you to write the record? Well, actually, man, I, I, I wrote it in... About a month and a half, I wrote about uh, 20 songs, and uh, I went in the studio and, and recorded about 18 of them, um, 12 which would be on this new album, uh, Love Is the Key, and um, uh, you know, hopefully by the t by the middle of next year, I have another one out. <laughs> uh, well, no, <laughs> and and, and, and then out. you're going to have another one out with me because we're doing it. It's going to happen. Oh hell yeah! That's exactly right. <laughs> Absolutely. You dang, I'm so fired up. All right, so hopefully you're going to get a lot of these gigs back that you lost last year. I know there's a lot of ground to make up, and uh, yeah, just hopefully. probably can't wait, I know, to get back out. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I thank the Lord for everything, and and hopefully we can, you know, everybody out there, For you know, I, I say this, uh, for every musician out there, um, you know, that makes, makes money playing music, um, I know this pandemic reached, you know, you know, it reached home for for me. It reached home for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, 
but I know like all small businesses and everything, it, it hits hits everybody. Right. But I really want to say for the musicians out there, just keep your head up and and stay strong. Um, you know, I, I just have faith that things will will go back, you know, you know to normal uh, somewhat, and we'll be able to get back out and do what we love doing and and pay some bills. You know, also. Yeah. Yeah, we got to keep paying the bills. But you know what? Here's what doesn't happen. So this, I always look for a silver lining in anything. There's no way you and I are in the studio doing cold water if it wasn't yeah. for what we were going through. And and it comes out in the song, and it, it was just one of those songs that I feel like that it had been a huge void in my in my heart and my soul. And uh, it just for the I would I, I wouldn't have known it, but maybe I'd have felt it. But it'd been a huge void musically for me if. We didn't go through these times, and we didn't do that. So already, yeah. I've got a big old silver lining, and we're already at third base. We're third base right now, rounded home. <laughs> Bobby right. run home, baby. Yeah, baby, let's get home. <laughs> well, listen, thank you so much. I've been with the great Cedric Burnside. you got to check out all thank his music, you, guys. Trust me. Um, this is, to me, one of my favorite people in the world and favorite artists. And it's just thank great you, that they're Likewise, both. Baby. <laughs> Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio. Go to visit Mississippi.org to find out a whole lot about Cedric, Burnside, and a whole lot of others. We'll see you later. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. Feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.